You are listening to the Self Made Bay podcast with your co-hosts Danny Fountain and Lola Gilbert, who dive deep into the psychology and strategy of starting a business. Here is the place where we get real with you, talk about the gritty parts of business that make us cry, and cut out the bullshit. We're ready to talk about how the hell we handle the day-to-day when life gets hard. Take our hands, join in conversation, and get real support as you build your empire. Because you're a self-made babe. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feeds or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at selfmadebabepodcast. All links are in the show notes. Now, let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Self-Made Babe podcast. Today, we're here with Jordan, who is the founder of The Collada Group, a firm that helps with automation and delegation for business backends. Her business management skills totally kick ass, but don't trust her with plants because she can kill even the hardiest of succulents. We're so excited to have you on, Jordan. Yeah, I'm so pumped to be here. It's, it's going to be super fun. Heck yes. So that the audience knows what's going on, how about you kick it off by telling us a little bit more about your business and how you got to where you are right now? Yeah. So uh, like you said, I'm all about business backends, um, which you know is kind of the business operations side, the unsexy side of business, the part people hate, but I love. Um, and I realized I, I was not the person who pointed out that I'm good at business backends. Um, I just naturally organize shit. Um, I'm, I'm assuming we can curse on here. Organize shit. Um, and <laughs> um, I, and everyone's like, you're really abnormal. Um, <laughs> like, this is not how most people do business. And so I was like, Oh, okay. So I was like, hmm, let me start playing around and seeing how that goes. And so I started working behind the scenes of some online entrepreneurs and got really good at just putting maps and and systems and processes in place. And so then once, you know, I was probably online about two and a half years underneath a bunch of heavy hitters. And I was like, um, one of them was an employer of mine and I actually um she was wanting me to go into a different role than I was wanting to go into. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and give my six week notice, which is kind of crazy because I was not planning to leave. I liked what I was doing. Um, and it was just kind of out of the blue. So I had six weeks to figure out what the heck I was going to do with my life. Um, <laughs> I do not advise this to anybody <laughs> um, at all. Um, but actually, actually worked out and I had done tons of networking when I was working for other people and so when I told people hey I'm going out on my own in, in six weeks they were like great I have clients for you and I was like I, I didn't even tell you what I'm doing <laughs> and they're like I know whatever you're doing is great so just tell me what you're doing and I'm sure I have a client for you and so I was able to get three clients right off the bat in six weeks no website barely a name um, and like have a really smooth transition um, from you know, being a W2 and a few W9s and then moving into like straight up, I am by myself. <laughs> so yeah, it's a really weird, quirky start story. And you know, there's, there's been ups and downs since then, obviously, which we'll get into, but um, getting into business, it, it was a very smooth transition for me, but it was a lot, it was two and a half years of just 
giving a lot and connecting with people. And so it really does show you that. And it's not like the traditional networking, like business card, business card. It's like, Hey, like, what can I help you with? Or what do you have going on that I could, you know, help fill the gaps and stuff like that? Because people will remember that. And then when you do two and a half years later, finally ask for something, no one is saying, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're asking me for clients. You know, they're like, yeah, of course I'm going to give you clients because you helped me two years ago with my launch that literally was going back shit crazy. So, um, so it's just, again, that's how I started. And I've, I've, I'm coming up on my year um, anniversary, May 1st, so May Day. Um, and yeah, so I'm really excited. I love that so much. Yeah. I want to dive a little deeper and talk cool. about how you run your business off of intensive and VIP weekends only. You don't have monthly retainers or hourly packages. Talk about what that's like because that's not the traditional uh, like go-to. Everyone usually starts off charging hourly. Yeah. So when I did first start out, those three clients were monthly retainers. Um, and obviously that's because I was like, whatever scared and was just like, I want to have clients. So let me just do what is easiest to, and kind of the lowest hanging fruit. So I did start out as monthly retainers and about, oh, let me see, started in May in like basically October, I had decided I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. Um, I am really great in bursts. Um, and so since I was kind of finding that out by myself, I can maintain, it just doesn't bring me joy. So I'm like, okay, if I hear one thing over and over again from everybody, it's don't build a business that you don't like. So, um, I was like, okay, well, I'm sorry not to like this, so I'm going to switch it. Um, and so I decided, you know, I've never seen anybody just do intensives and VIP weekends, but I, that's what I want to do. So I, you know, the entrepreneur in me is like, I don't care if there's a path or a way or a process or what it looks like. I'm just going to create it for myself. And so I made the transition. I let go of all of my monthly retainers except for one, which again, I don't necessarily advise for people to do. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a, uh, it has been really great. And I've, I, the clients that I've gotten are much more intensive type people. And so it's funny when you change and you're like, Oh, I don't know if anybody's going to want to do this this way. You know, those type of people find you. It just is kind of bizarre how that happens. And it wasn't the smoothest of transitions, but it was one that was necessary in order for me to sustain being in business and being happy being in business. So yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride. So probably since January, I've only had one monthly retainer client and then the rest are just kind of the intensives and VIP weekends. Love it so much. It's awesome that you found a structure that works so early on because I know a lot of us get stuck in that hourly trap and it's so hard to crawl out of that yeah. hole once you've settled there. Yeah. yeah. So good. Um, so I'm going to ask one last question before I toss it over to Lola. Um, and that is one of the questions that we ask everyone that comes on the show is to set 30, 60 and 90 day goals. Um, and your goals are huge. Um, so step us through, step us through what, um, you know, what, what you want to accomplish. Yeah. So let me try and think. So 30 days was four clients in April. Mm 
Um, and I'm saying that because I actually have a lot of guest podcasts coming out. I have a lot of speaking gigs coming out that I'm going to be doing in April. And so I feel like that's a pretty attainable goal for how much actual visibility I'm doing. Um, normally it's like two clients a month, three clients a month. Um, but again, because I'm speaking on four stages and, and I have a bunch of stuff going on, I feel like four is a really doable number. Um, and so 60 day goal, what was my 60 day goal? I don't remember what my goals were. <laughs> Your 60 day was uh, sell out all 30 spots for the batching bootcamp. Uh, yes. So I have a Facebook ad going out for um, my batching bootcamp here in Dallas and it's for 30 folks. And it is basically how I, before my social media intern, batched literally all of my social media for that quarter in a couple of days. Um, and so it just is this cool, like very quick kind of speed reader, speed social media person kind of um, realm. And so I wanted it to be one day where everybody gets their social media um, done for the entire month in that day, including photos, including captions, including putting it in automation software and not having to think about it. So, um, Again, 60 days feels really good to me. I'm speaking on a lot of stages. I, um, I'm, a couple of those are in town. A couple of those are, are in other states. And I also just have a promotional plan in place to connect with the groups, again, that I have been serving out of just the pure goodness of my heart. And now I'm like, hey, like I actually have another thing that can serve your people if you're interested. So I feel like 60 days is good. Um, and for 30 spots, um, so I feel pretty, pretty good about that one. That one might be a little steep, but I'm much more like shoot for the moon kind of person and just like be like, okay, like maybe I have five or 10 spots left to fill at the end. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was my 60. And then my 90 was certification, I think. Yeah, that one's, that one's meaty. Um, that one is, is, you know, I, I want to train people to be operational partners um, because that's essentially what I am. I am very short term hire in the sense of obviously I do intensives and weekends, but I think it is super crucial for a lot of visionaries to have that integrator or that implementer of their business. Because if you're just like dreaming and visions and all that stuff, that's super amazing. And I love those people cause I'm not one of them. <laughs> um, but you need somebody to actually put those ideas out there in the world because if nobody hears your idea, it's just a thought or something. So, um, so I'm really passionate about bringing up those next implementers and bringing them up from VAs and OBMs, project managers, to then I am an operational partner. Usually they'll have a percentage of someone's business. A lot of people see um, you know, Mariah Cause and Megan Minns, um, they started out that way. Amy Porterfield and Trevenia Barber, they started out that way where both Megan and Trevenia were VAs. And now they are, well, Trevenia, I think, is not with Amy anymore, but um, they were our, our operational partners. So they were making the operational decisions. And a lot of VAs and OBMs and project managers just are feeding from the business owner. And while the business owner is well-intentioned, um, a lot of times they aren't aware of the best recommendations for software, best recommendations for just how to plan for things. And so again, I, I'm just all about empowering and um, 
And so, yeah, I want to have 10 prospect calls. You know, I only want five people in the program. I want it to be very intimate, but um, I want to have at least 10 prospect calls in the next 90 days. Um, and, you know, whether they land or not, you know, I, I kind of purposely left that out, but I want to have at least prospect calls on my plate. Um, so we will see. <laughs> no, that's really good. I love where your head's at and I love that you're forward thinking about everything that you're doing. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to toss it to Lola for some more deep mindset questions. Yes. Okay. Awesome. I am. I loved hearing all of that. I get so excited. I'm such a big idea person. Um, and it doesn't always end well for me. (laughs) I definitely have been known to implement things before they should have been implemented and, um, just like putting shit out there and hoping it sticks. So I'm slowly learning from that. Um, but I love, 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 like Danny said, where your head's at and where you're going and I can't wait to follow along with it. So let's switch gears here a little bit. So from all of that badass babe talk, um, some of the the listeners might not know that in your questionnaire, you talked a lot about getting out of your own head and self-confidence and how that's Mm -hmm. something that you struggle with. Um, So that is where, what I want to talk about. And I really want to talk about kind of three main topics um, and see if they apply to you. um, And if so, how? So the first one would be more about fear and overwhelm. Um, And I know you have a lot of people in your, um, on your team that are helping you um, so that you can delegate tasks um, that really grow your business. But still, how are you dealing with overwhelm and fear within your business and what times during the day or the week maybe does that hit you most? Totally. Uh, I get overwhelmed. Uh, I I get really bad decision fatigue. Um, I think that's something that not a lot of people are talking about (laughs) when you're an entrepreneur. I'm like, oh my gosh, how many how many like questions could there possibly be about my business, honestly? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just from team, from clients, from everybody, and um, just constantly building questions. I, I underestimated how many that was. And so with my team, you know, basically everybody knows by like 3 p.m., Jordan's done <laughs> with decisions. So like come back tomorrow. Uh, and but yeah, it can be really overwhelming and especially, you know, managing a team, you know, that's a different kind of overwhelm than it is, you know, being overwhelmed that you have to do everything. Uh, you know, there's, there's fear of people not doing what I told them to do going rogue. Um, there's fear around, you know, things not getting done the way that I want them to get done. Um, and having that fear of, Oh, well, let me just do it because, you know, I know how to do it and I just should do it. Um, and it takes me a lot less time, even though it doesn't. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of fear and, and overwhelm, even when you have a team. And I think a lot of people think that that all of a sudden goes away, uh, and it doesn't. Um, and it's, it's just a different kind, you know? Yeah. I was just going to say nobody, or maybe not nobody, but I have not heard of many people talking about the overwhelm that comes with having a team. Everyone's pro team, pro outsourcing, mm-hmm. pro giving away all your fucking tasks. But when it comes down to it, you still have to oversee those things. It's not like they disappear throughout your workflow. You know what I mean? And you still need to worry about whether or not those pieces are you know, being put together. And I myself have gotten overwhelmed by like 
I'm feeling like, I feel like I, like you said, like I'm asked, I'm answering all the questions. I'm doing it for you. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and maybe, and that could just be, that could be on my end where I'm just not maybe explaining it well or putting documentation well together for them to uh, reflect on later, or yeah. it could just not be a good fit team wise. You know, that's something that yeah. you need to, or not you specifically, but anyway, right. to look into yeah. when you're having that overwhelm. But yeah, I think you're hundred percent right that um, yeah. that's not talked about enough, that being a business owner is hard and it's still hard when you have a team too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I like to mention whenever my friends or any entrepreneur babes or anyone I'm talking to that says that they're overwhelmed in any sense of their business, that I, also, I always like to um, recommend really reserving the word yes for when you truly mean it. Um, and I know that maybe that's not something that you're struggling with specifically, but I do want to mention it to our listeners that oftentimes, um, and you talked about how you are often, often offering your time within the community. Mm -hmm. And that is, that can really catapult your business. Um, you know, one of the first things I, um, one of the first impressions that Danny gave me when we first started talking was that she was so eager to help me and like no questions asked. It, she didn't make me feel like I was bothering her. And now our friendship has gone way, way beyond that, but it really started there, um, which is a question reaching out to someone who I really looked up to. Um, and she didn't have to do that, but if she, and I'm sure she does continues to do that throughout all day, every day as she grows, and people are looking up to her, we get overwhelmed by that. Um, yeah. So like for me, myself, um, like if someone is asking me photography questions um, and really wants to, um, to pick my brain about that, I set kind of like a question limit. Like at some point, it's like a mentoring session, you know, like it's not like asking questions and being friends anymore. Like you need to pay me for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, right. So, so yeah, I could go on and on about that, but I think we just need to really be conscious of the things, whether they're income-based. I mean, sometimes just because something has a monetary value on it doesn't mean that we have time for it. Yep. Um, and, or whether it's just helping out throughout the community. I think we really need to put some weight on the word yes and moving forward with things. Totally. Awesome. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say about that is I also, and it sounds weird, but I kind of almost schedule time to worry like because because during the day if I let myself get too bogged down by all the moving parts of my business and all the things that could go wrong or are going wrong or whatever it is I can't get the things that need to be done right now done mm. um so so I have like self-care where I will take a bubble bath and read a book and have a glass of wine and like do not think about business but I also like have time where I'm not really working but I'm really just kind of like letting things sink in and mm. letting things like um letting them worry me and then maybe that's an hour and then I say okay that's enough like put some plans into place figure out how you're going to fix this but let it go because I think we've all been there where we're like sitting at our, in front of our computer for like 12 hours and we're like, what the fuck did I get done today? Like all I did, all I did was worry about shit and like wonder if it's getting done and wonder where we're going and am I going to, are we scaling? Like what is happening? Thing. So those would really be the two suggestions that I have when it comes to like fear and overwhelm. Um, and those actually, I have some other suggestions that come with fear, but as far as like the overwhelm, that's, um, that's, 
that's what I would suggest. And we'll come back to fear because that's a little bit more heavy. But I'm wondering if perfectionism is something that you deal with um, throughout your business and how that, how that looks to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am. Oh, I, this is a daily struggle. I will not even lie. Um, I, I like things to be very much a certain way. And uh, I, I literally feel like I'm pushing myself off a cliff every single day. <laughs> it's not even an exaggeration. <clears throat> um, I, because I just need to get things out there. And you know, you hear that all the time. You're like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, whatever. And then, you know, a month or two later, you said you were going to put something out and then it, it, it didn't happen because, you know, something is not the way it should be. And, you know, I got to talk to 500 people about it just to make sure that it's okay and it's cool. And so, yeah, perfectionism is something that I definitely struggle with. And I think it's probably because with the client work that I was doing uh, on a monthly retainer and even previously behind other people's businesses, you know, they were paying me basically for perfectionism. Um, I know that it wasn't a healthy expectation for them to have of me. And so uh, it's kind of just seeped into my nature because, you know, as a process person, you know, you put the process in place and nothing ever should go wrong because that makes sense. And so it's okay, like being okay with, you know, when things go wrong this morning, my ClickFunnels account wasn't taking credit cards. So that was really fun. And I honestly, oh, no. yeah, I honestly just, I, I took a breath. I just was, I kind of giggled to myself because I just, I'm like, this is real life. Like things happen and your business is not ever going to be perfect. And there's going to be breakdowns happen. There's no surefire way to get through business unscathed. That there just is no way. And so just every time something like that happens and it's, you know, not super dramatic at this point in my business. So I just kind of breathe and giggle. And then I'm like, okay, I actually need to talk to ClickFunnels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, and, and I went through and I'm currently going through kind of a similar thing um, when it comes to perfectionism because we are in the process of launching a membership site um, for the Babetown Collective. And when I first started planning it out, I was like, oh yes, this feature and this feature, oh my God, it's gonna be so badass. And this one and this one and this one, let's check off all the things. Um, and A, I'm building it myself, so let's be real for a second. Oh. <laughs> but also like I had to like check in with myself and say, like it can still be really badass without all of these things, like get the major functions that are important within it down. And then you can add features and get them more excited and charge more in a, in a year or whatever later. And as soon as I was like able to let that go, I was like, oh, okay, like maybe I can make this happen now because I was like sitting there for days and days, maybe weeks. And I was like, I can't do this. Like I, I gave teasers to our Facebook group and I, I talked about it in our uh, newsletter, but now I can't, I can't, it's too much. Um, and then once I was able to say, okay, it doesn't have to be, it can still be perfect without being everything, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that's definitely, definitely something that I struggle with too. And it's so weird because I think of myself as a pretty like, well, 
I think of myself as a whole, as like a free spirited person with un- undertones of anxiety and depression. <laughs> so <Yeah>. like <laughs> yeah. kind of like sprinkled in there a little bit, but in general, like I'm pretty laid back and pretty easygoing. Um, so it's still kind of weird to me because I'm also in my first year mm-hmm. of business. It's still kind of weird to me whenever I get so like anal about things <laughs> within my business. How do you deal with, um, frustration within your team when it comes to your perfectionism is that something that you've experienced at all yeah a little bit uh thankfully you know i i'm very grateful for the team that i have they're they're really amazing uh it's more along the lines of letting go of my process uh obsession because not everyone is going to be as processed as i am and so you know, I would like to be months ahead in social media and like see it in co-schedule. Even though we're months ahead in a spreadsheet, I would like to see it in co-schedule. And so I have to let it go though and be okay. And she's never missed a day or anything. So I don't, you know, it's, it's not, it's not fueled from anything but my own fear. And, you know, I have a very obsessive personality Um, and I get very anxious. So I, um, but I just have to let go of the things that are not under my control and my time is not best spent freaking out about a co-schedule. And so it's recognizing the strengths of your team and my social media person like rocks, like she's super, super great at engaging, finding photos, all that stuff. And so I have to recognize she's the expert in her area. She's going to own it. I am okay it's happening. Maybe the process to getting there looks a little different, but it's happening. So why am I stressing out? You know, if it wasn't happening, then I'm going to, you know, kind of ride on your ass, but, but it's, it's still, the end result is still happening. We're still growing at the amount that we want to be growing at, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I often have to, and again, it's all a learning process, but yeah. Just to be real, like I've often had to check myself and be like, am I being realistic mm-hmm. or am I just being an asshole right now? <laughs> like, yeah. like we have just recently really, really started honing in on Trello and like, I want everything in there, but like some of my team members work a little differently and that's just not how they visually work. They like pen and paper, they like a different software, whatever. So the transition takes a little bit longer, but like, like you said, that doesn't affect how our business is running. It's purely based off of how I visually want to see it. So I totally, totally agree with that. Um, Okay. Awesome. And then the last thing before I throw it back to Danny is I wanted to talk about, uh, we did talk about fear a little bit, but I did want to mention, um, I am a total book nerd and I love reading, especially, um, anything about self-confidence and especially anything from female entrepreneurs. Um, so I wanted to mention to you and my readers in case any of you wanted to pick them up is I have recently read three awesome books. Um, one being radical self-love, a guide to loving yourself and living your dreams, which is, and that's by Gala Darling. I think that, that's what I ha- have wrote down some three yeah, off the top of my head. It doesn't before. make sense, but I think that's their name, Gala Darling. Um, and that book, it, I can't tell you how many, it's not like a sad book at all. It's super empowering, but like, it just like hit me right in the feels um, to, to be a little bit more forgiving with ourselves through this process 
but also in a dream chasing manner. Um, and I think that that one might be super awesome for you because you were talking about a little bit more about um, self-love and just um, maybe a little self-forgiveness throughout the process. Yes. Um, so I think that one would be really helpful for that. Um, I also really, really enjoyed Girl Code. Um, it's called Girl Code, Unlocking the Secrets to Success, Sanity, and Happiness for the Female Entrepreneur. Um, and that is by Kara, C-A-R-A, Al Will, A-L-W-I-L-L, -L, last name is L-E-Y-B, as in boy, A. Um, and that one was also super, super incredible. Both of those women just write so well um, on such a level that makes it feel so authentic to the experience that we're all going through, even though we don't talk about it. Um, so I would really suggest those two books to not only our readers, but to you specifically, because I know those two things are something that you might, um, you might want to reflect on a little bit more. Um, and I'd love to love to hear from you and any of our listeners, if you've read it and how you felt about those books, um, because I really think they changed my mindset when it comes to my business. And they're, they're pretty easy reads. You know, it's something that I love audible. I do it. I've listened to it while I'm working on blog posts or doing anything else. I love it. Um, and it's kind of awesome to listen to those kind of books while you're working. Cause you're like, it's kind of like that good, like playlist you listen to when you work out, you know, but it's like a book that's motivating you to work. Yeah. Um, so those two are awesome. So I did just want to mention those and yeah. I'd love to hear, you know, how they impact you. Um, totally. And our readers in the future. Okay, Danny, what you got for us? Any other questions? Yeah, I have one more question. So we asked you to set some goals, but I'm curious, what does your goal setting and execution process look like to make sure that you actually accomplish those goals? Yes. So I am kind of funny. I actually don't like goals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I have felt like for me, I, I set up systems. So let me explain how I'd use systems instead of goals and they kind of accomplish the same things. So for me, I have my own podcast and, uh, there was a reason why I started doing it. It was, you know, to interview and, and talk about all the different systems people use in their business, but it also was really to get better at speaking for me because I use a lot of likes. I use a lot of ums, ahs, all the things. And because I wanted to start speaking on stages and all of that. So my goal is to speak on stage. How I go about that is doing podcast interviews. And so, and it's funny because again, I just started my podcast in July and I have four speaking. I've, I've had five speaking engagements starting since January. And so it, it just has come about because I feel like I've put an emphasis on that system, if that makes sense. So then again, um, if I'm wanting to fill my event, it's like, okay, I'm wanting to fill my event through my speaking. So how many speaking engagements can I get, which also comes about from my podcast. So everything kind of comes from these root things that I'm doing to become better at something that will then get me to all these other goals that I want to accomplish. Now, are um, you like writing them down, visualizing them? Is anybody holding you accountable for those? Or is that just, you kind of like skip all those altogether and you're like, <laughs> kind of up here but then if I don't hit it like maybe I got the number wrong <laughs> yeah uh, so 
my sales coach has me write them in this like triangle format. Um, and it's from, I think the book leveraging the universe and it talks about kind of the whatever number crunching side analytical stuff. And it also is like the woo side, like, are you going to go like work out because working out for me feels really good. Are you going to go take some baths? Because I also like baths. Like, are you going to allow yourself to watch quarter episodes back to back to back all weekend long because you really like quarters for some odd reason. Uh, so just, um, I think that's a good balance with, and I'm actually really, it's really hard for the woo side for me. Uh, obviously cause we, we kind of spoke about how self care is just something that I struggle with. So yeah, I, it's just like a triangle format and it just is, um, I usually have it on a piece of paper. I don't have it on this desk, but, uh, it's usually just a piece of paper that's just like sitting next to my mouse. So that like, whenever I'm looking over, I just see it kind of, and it's, it's not something I like chant or say to myself every day. It just as visually, I see it. And then also on my phone screensaver, I currently have a photo on there and at the top it says, what do you desire? And so that every time I like look to see what time it is, I think about the things that I desire, which is, you know, speaking engagements or having X amount revenue and all of that stuff. So those are kind of the two ways that I do it. It's as much of a process person as it is. It's probably the least process thing I do. <laughs> so, you know, you gotta have some variety. You can't just be, you know, straight up and down all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta be flexible. I love that. Yeah. So tell the audience where they can find you. Yeah. So uh, we are online at www.thecoladagroup, T-H-E-K-O-L-A-D-A group.com. Uh, we also are on Instagram at the Colada Group, Facebook, the Colada Group. I think those are like the three areas, basically. So we we pretty much stick and streamline to those those three places. Love it! Thank you so much for being a guest. It was so great to have you, and y'all will be back soon. Yeah, thank you guys. It was so so fun getting to know you both and just getting to chit chat about business because it's real, <laughs> <laughs> way real.